Alright. Welcome back to Locker Room Talk. Uh, got a lot to go over. Uh, took a little break because I wasn't drinking for a while and I need alcohol to get through talking with you guys. Um, obviously. Uh, gonna start with baseball. I know you don't hear those words often. Um, the Astros scandal. I think it's good for baseball. And I feel like other people have said this uh, because it got us talking about baseball during the football playoffs. Like there was something interesting actually going down in the world of the MLB um, besides players being paid a ridiculous amount of money to swing a bat or throw a ball. So not only did it get us talking about baseball when we had no reason to be, but also it's interesting. It's an interesting scandal to see one of America's oldest pastimes now rely on technology for cheating. Uh, how it was cheating is very funny. So originally they were using like trash cans and clapping and yelling and different signs to call out the pitches that were going to be sent uh, by the pitcher to... And this led to obviously more hits for the Astros. Uh, batters knew what was coming in. Um... Just the idea that someone's job to bang on a trash can. Then it got more technically advanced in that they started using a computer that would watch and break apart what the signs were and then would send in a buzzer that was attached to the player's chest and that would beep how many beeps would tell you what the pitch was. Uh, seeing it get that technical is kind of insane. Um... All very funny. Also very funny that the White Sox, who sucked, you were cheating against the White Sox, and they were one of the big people or big clubs that unraveled this whole scandal. My team, of course. Um, so yay for them. Yay for the White Sox doing something good for once in a blue moon. Um, found it not to be that big a deal, though. First off, because it wasn't against the rules. And this is the interesting thing. So to start, it wasn't against the rules, right? It was something that was like frowned upon. Just please don't do this. It wasn't like Bill Belichick, who flagrantly was cheating all the time, should tarnish him and Tom Brady's reputation. A couple of those rings should go back to the other team. Whatever. Because uh, you only get caught four times, you're doing it probably 10-12, right? I think that's the, that's the stat on that. It's You get caught once, you do it 10 times that. Something, something crazy. Um, it's usually not your first time doing something wrong that you get caught either. It's down the line. Uh, but, so the interesting thing is, so it wasn't on the rules when they originally started, that you can't steal signs. And this is part of why they switched to the computer reading in and sending in the signs to the batters, was because it became against the rules. Which means the MLB clearly knew it was going on. And I think the bigger story here isn't that, okay, A, these teams are cheating and they should be punished, which they really shouldn't. I don't, I don't really follow why we're firing managers. I don't feel see why we're firing players or fining players or making it so they can't play. They weren't breaking the rules to start with. Um, sure, they did eventually, but to the bigger point, the MLB didn't care because people were turning in to watch the Astros. So yeah, they made it against the rules, but they didn't punish the people that they knew were doing it. 
So they knew the Astros were doing it the whole time. They didn't give a shit as long as people were watching. Then when it came out to the public and we got to find out that it was going on, then they were like, oh, no, this is this is against the Church of Baseball. How dare you? How dare you play these horrible tricks on us? We want fair competition and all that, which we don't. We want people fucking doing steroids and trying their best and fucking knocking shit out of the park. And this is what MLB does every time, right? When they used to take uh, greenies or uppers or whatever you want to call them, MLB was fine with it until too much of the public knew, too much of the public got upset because only one team can win, right? So no, there's one team that's going to love it and say it's fine. And then all the other fans and teams are going to say, oh, no. So then MLB let it fly for a few years. They didn't give a shit. They were happy more people were watching the game because people were quicker and better. And then, ah, eventually too many people found out. Oh, we're so, we're so upset. It's like the government. We're so upset about this. How could this possibly happen? Oh, we weren't getting rich off it the whole time and completely fine with it. Um, and then steroids, right? More than happy to make video games showing off these huge sluggards. Do you remember the Super Nintendo baseball games? Where Mark McGuire's arms were like the size of his torso and stuff. They commercialed how big these guys were. And everyone knew. It wasn't a shock. It wasn't a huge surprise when Barry Bonds and McGart uh, and Sosa and everyone were caught doing steroids or corking their bat or whatever. But the MLB didn't care. They were happy at cashing the money. They took away Bond's records, threw an asterisk next of it. They they said, shame on you. Don't you do these horrible things. But really, not, they didn't give a shit. Um, I think that's the bigger story here. Is if you really want fair play with everyone on the same ground, you have to, you know, you have to change who's in charge of the MLB. You have to change the people at the top. They're the ones who should be punished. This buck shouldn't stop with this player. That what's he going to do, right? He's going to uh, rip the buzzer off his chest. Then his coach and his teammates are all screaming at him. What are you doing? We're trying to win a World Series here. We're trying to make that extra money. Um, one of the coaches said he didn't know what to do. So he bashed the computer. Because he couldn't tell people not to cheat. So he just kept breaking the computer. And they just kept replacing it. And acting like nothing happened. Um... Which is insane. And that's the level of subterfuge we deal with on these kind of topics. Is It's not really about wanting fairness. Um, it's about wanting money. And there's nothing wrong with that. I personally, I think, fuck it. If you're smart enough to get away with telling them the, the pitches, go for it. I, I'm down for steroids. Let's make baseball games 20-point games every fucking at-bat. That would be awesome. Now, it would suck for all the old-timers whose records are getting destroyed, but, I uh, fuck them. Most of them are dead, right? Who cares? They made their money. They're out. Let's make the game a little more interesting for the rest of us. Um, that being said, White Sox could do both those things. Wouldn't help them at all. So, not a big deal. Next on the docket, we're going to talk a little hockey gritty uh, i don't know if it's technically hockey but gritty that mascot for the flyers got in trouble for like smacking a kid on the back of the head or the ass or something um why why is he being protected all i cannot find the guy's name who was in the gritty outfit that day 
all the articles just say gritty. Why is this the one celebrity that's protected all the way through? No, the flyers haven't come out and been like, oh, it was Gerald who usually works at a parking garage. But every Saturday he comes in and does this. So yeah, he's fired and you guys are suing the shit out of him. No, it's gritty everywhere. I think it's ridiculous that a mascot is the one we're protecting the the true identity of. I don't get how it's not a bigger deal. I don't get how there's not more people out there searching for the true name of this guy who's going around beating kids in Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia is a weird place. Maybe they just don't care. They're like, yeah, fuck it. I hit him at home. You can hit him on the streets. I don't give a shit. Maybe it's like that episode of Mad Men where the guy hits the kid and his father comes over. He's like, what's wrong? He's like, ah, your kid was playing with shit he wasn't supposed to be playing with. He turns to the kid. He's like, ah, I'm going to smack him too. Maybe that's how things go in Philadelphia. Maybe maybe they tipped Gritty an extra 10 bucks for showing the kid how to take a hit. I don't know. I don't know how things work in that backward city. But that's the hockey news that we've missed on. Besides that, Patrick Kane still lighting it up. Still being an electric player that we're loving to see. Um, too bad the Blackhawks suck. Too bad the team around him is not great. Better get some players in there uh, to... Get him one more cup while he's on the Hawks. I mean, he's going to be the greatest American hockey player of all time. So, might want to take advantage of that while we can. Uh, Basketball news. The big one's obviously Kobe. We'll get that to in a second. I just heard a weird, weird argument, though, about LeBron. Basically, he goes to any stadium. They fill it up. I think basketball has empowered the players so much that the sport should almost do contracts only through the NBA. Like, it shouldn't go to the teams. Basically, all the teams should pull their money, and then that's how they should do the mass contracts. Because, and now I know it's kind of like communism, uh, but the sport's kind of set up with that, how they push stars to the forefront. Because now you, you have these horrible teams out there that aren't making money. Like, even the Knicks are making horse shit. But when the Clippers come to the town, or LeBron and the Lakers, or Milwaukee, or when Durant's back and he starts coming in, those teams are going to start making more money on the nights when those other teams are playing them. And so they should be paid more, right? Because they're the attraction we're going to see. Um, And I think the only right way to do this is basically all the teams have to go in and help pay LeBron. Because they, they all should. <laughs> he's making extra money for all of them, and yet he's only got as much money as the next, as much as Durant or as much as uh, Kawhi on the Clippers. It's, he's not making that much more. Um, now, sure, he has his media empire and his shoes and all the other shit he does, which I'm sure helps out. But I think if you really want to pay these guys what they're worth, to the NBA, not what they're actually worth. That's the route you have to go to pay them appropriately. You have to have teams that suck, like the Bulls and the Knicks, technically paying LeBron because we're filling up arenas on his back. Um, And now LeBron and Durant are probably the only two guys who can push through something like that. Um. I think it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see how much these, like, you know, six man on the Bulls is paid. How little he's paid. 
after a contract like that would go through. And then it would show you. It would show you that the players aren't as important as in other sports, right? The stars are important, the star players. But beyond that, you know, the only good, like, team team to win has been Toronto and then San Antonio. And they all have that team first attitude. But besides that, it's mostly been these teams that have been huge star player, two huge star players, something like that, that come in and dominate the game. Um, and make it more exciting when they're in different arenas. Now, obviously, the other big news is Kobe. Um, I'm probably the one person that thought it was kind of whatever. I, I never met the man. He doesn't affect my life greatly, especially now that he's retired. Doesn't change my life. Yeah, it's sad, I'm sure. Um, lost a couple friends for making fun of it. But the funny thing is, Ari Shafir, two nights after, no, three nights after, did jokes about Kobe at a comedy club, and then had to cancel his shows there at a club in New York because there were so many death threats. Like, that's insane. Is that how he wants to be remembered? Is his fans being so crazy they're threatening to murder a poor fucking Jewish comic? Now, this being said, the night it happened, I did a full show of Kobe jokes, which takes skill. First off, I had to write a whole... Seven to ten minute set on just Kobe's death. T- t- took me a full day. Not not saying it's the best comedy I ever did, but it was up there. Um, got kicked out of a club in Syracuse. Never allowed back. Um, it was awesome. It's fantastic, right? You sit there and everyone sits on their high horse acting like they're so much better than you. And they all just shake their heads, walked a whole room, and the manager was like, yeah, you're not doing comedy here again. I was like, great. I, I got everything I've ever wanted out of comedy in two night. Um, what was my best joke, you ask me? Uh, probably I brought up how everyone wants Kobe on the Mount Rushmore of basketball players. And I, I, I don't know about you. I think that's a little overkill because then he'd be a permanent part of two mountains. Um, not great doing it on a podcast. I don't hear the laughter and or boos and or fuck yous from the audience, which I love so much. I'm like a plant and yelling fuck you at me is my photosynthesis. That's my sunlight. Um, but yeah, I think it's insane that people get upset at comics for making fun of anything. Um, for me, it's like, say if you were a bridge builder or so, like, and you built a bridge and named it after Kobe the next day. No one would say it's too soon. They'd be like, oh, that's a really nice bridge. Like, I'm taking my skill, putting all my work hard time, effort, years of practice and work, getting up to be good enough to write a 10-minute set just on Kobe, Um, and doing that all for it, that's a sign of respect, spending a whole whole day on the guy. I don't do that for Craig, who died down the street, and no one fucking knows. But Kobe, I did it for. It's the best way I remember the guy. It's the best way. Now, did I walk on the stage and say, hey, did you hear about the rapist who died? Yeah, obviously I did. Probably not the best sign of respect. But better than not doing it. Better than just ignoring him, which would have been my other option. Instead, I took all my hard work and for free did a whole set about him. Um, well, I got paid, but Kobe didn't have to pay for it. So, you know, good job there. 
Uh, so yeah, I think it's a weird, weird thing. And also too soon. What's too soon? I look at it as I'm a genius before my time, right? At some point, Kobe jokes are going to be great. At some point, that Mount Rushmore joke, you'll be like, that's a funny fucking joke. Now it might be six months from now when your fucking vagina finally stops bleeding over the fact that some guy died in a helicopter like an idiot. Um, but at some point you'll look back and be like, haha nice and i just think it should be now so that does mean i was ahead of my time and better be ahead of your time right look at all the so many artists like monet manet fucking pri picasso not appreciated in the time not really loved at the time that they were doing their shit like they should have but years later you look back and you're like ah that was genius how wise how smart i'm just like them I'm just putting my art out there, knowing it's great before anyone else does. And someday you idiots out there will catch up. You buffoons will catch up with my greatness. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like Flash Gordon in outer space before anyone else can get there. Also, the funny thing that no one's brought up. Dale Earnhardt and his whole family was in a crash like five months ago. And they're not, you know... Not really a family known for surviving crashes. They all survived. So who would have thought that Kobe should have been asking Dale Earnhardt Jr. for advice? I mean, it's just another thing that NASCAR people are better at than basketball people. Alright, so... No, we obviously gotta talk about the Super Bowl. Not specifically the Super Bowl. I'm sure you have your own opinions and whatever on it. If we would, if the Packers would have played that 49ers team, they would have beat them. Um... Bunch of goddamn quitters. Uh, I hate the 49ers so much. I always have. They're just, they're fan. Any California team, their fans are horseshit and the worst. Like, they'll spend three days not going to work to sign a fucking memorial for a guy who died in a helicopter crash. That's silly. That's silliness. It doesn't make you a good fan. It doesn't make you a good person, even though you think it does. It doesn't. Just because some lady gave you free gold and purple flowers. Oh, our city cares so much about sports. You don't even know anything about basketball or hockey or football. You just buy the clothes. It's basically a fashion statement to you people. Shut the fuck up. That being said, um, car chase today at the parade. Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. Fucking car chase. That's awesome. That's how you start a parade. I wish all parades started with the possibility of a car crashing into the audience and a lot of death and destruction. I don't want them ending that way. I want them ending how they did today with a sick pit maneuver. Guys get arrested. Two dudes arrested. I have to imagine one of them doesn't have as much trouble, right? It sounds like they're trying to try him as like an accomplice. Like, oh, you were in on it. Well, the other dude was the drunk guy driving. I was just the drunk guy next to him going along for the ride. Which, how scary would that be? What if your buddy was just like, all right, I'm wasted. Let's go. And you're like, ah, fine, I guess. And he just started driving down the parade route like a psychopath. Um, didn't think any fucking city would do worse than um, Philadelphia at having parades, like punching horses and weird shit like that. Uh, you did it, Kansas City. You should be proud of yourself. You guys nailed it. You were the bigger assholes. Way to be. Um, but no one hurt. Seemed like fun. Seemed like a good time. Um I think the big story now is what 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 do we do? do? How much do we pay 
And I don't know why I'm saying we. How much do they pay fucking Mahomes? I, I got a lot of thoughts on this. I mean, and it's not just because I'm smarter than you, which I am, but it's kind of insane that this conversation happens so much. Now, full disclosure, for, or disclaimer, uh, quarterbacks are different than any other player. Do I want every other player on the team getting that money? You've earned it. You put your life on the line. Fucking yeah. Go get that bank. Quarterback, you're going to start out your starting salaries like, 10 million more than the next guy on the team. So, you know, I'm not as gung ho for them. And also you last longer. So like, even if this receiver makes 35 million this year, he's only got three, four years where he could do that quarterback. You know, how long has Brady been doing it? 20 years now. Um, And you're going to see more people like that uh, with rule changes, health, all that bullshit. Um, and whatever drugs he's on, because let's be honest, it's as great as I'm sure Giselle's pussy is, it's not keeping him that young. I'm sure he's on some pretty sick drugs. Uh, but that being said, Pat Mahomes, all right, they're a scary team. They have a lot of talent they could keep. Um, he should, people are throwing around, he might be the first guy paid $40 million a year. That's insane. Don't pay him that. Um, you pay him 36, 37, 35. Oh, so you got to remember he got hurt this year. So injury prone. Um, and he didn't play that great in the Super Bowl till that, right? Probably did like a C job until that last drive brought him up to like a B, B plus. Um, now that being said, guys got to make some money. I think the reason we consider Tom Brady to be the GOAT is he took team-friendly contracts, right? He knew his weaknesses were at arm strength. He knew he wasn't a mobile quarterback. He knew he can't catch the ball when it's thrown to him, the two times it has been. Um, That being said, he found a way to compensate for that. He took less in his contracts, allowing other people to be paid more, allowing him to surround him with good skill players around a Give him a good old line so he has more time in the pocket, so on and so forth. Now, can you imagine if Patrick Mahomes did something like that? Can you imagine opening the newspaper and saying, all right, you know, I think if he gets paid $36 million, there's still a horrifying team to get past. You're going to have to get past Patrick Mahomes, Hill, all these great players, Kelsey, um, and find a way to do it. Could you imagine opening the newspaper and seeing he's not getting $36 million? He's only taking $25 million? That'd be fucking nuts. Could you imagine if he's only taking 30 There's another $6 million to spread around and get better players around him? And I think it's not... I don't think he'll be paid any less. I think if you went through all the economics of it, he'd probably make about the same, if not more, but also have Super Bowl rings. So here's, here's some of my thoughts. So first off, the whole argument is insane that it's like, oh, you know, we don't do this for the glory. We do it for the, we need to get paid. We need to, we need to make that money. Okay. First off, football is not basketball. You don't have kids in high school that you know are going to be great NBA players for the most part. Um, you get lucky, right? Tons of first round draft picks fucking suck. Um, 
So when you have a chance to grab that glory and get six Super Bowl rings, you fucking take it. Now, that doesn't come around all the time, right? First off, look at Tom Brady, right? His division, garbage. So every season, they're walking in there like, we have six gimme wins. We still somehow lost to the Dolphins almost every year, like a bunch of fucking idiots. Um, But they should have thought, we're at least six wins walking in opening day. No other team had that. No other team for 20 years had three teams they play twice that were just dog shit the whole time. How you can make arguments that some of them are okay. They weren't always that bad. They all sucked. All right. (laughs) Tom Brady and the Patriots with the skills they had with having, quote unquote, the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach of all time. Those teams should have been steamrolled every year. No excuse to lose to them. Out of your mind thinking you're going to argue me into saying like, oh, no, the Bills, the Bills really put up a fight or the fucking, oh, my God. That Jay Cutler Dolphins team. Impressive. One word to describe them. Impressive. No. Every time they lost to one of these teams, it was embarrassing. Now, you take that, which, you know, Mahomes doesn't technically have. He is still in the AFC, which is mostly dog shit. You have, like, the Baltimore Ravens, possibly the Patriots, and that's it. Those are the good teams you have to get by, so... Not a lot to worry about. Um, now that being so, you you've got kind of, and then you got a great coach in Andy Reid. You have good skill players around him. Now you're gonna have to refill some of those slots. You're gonna pay some other guys. If Mahomes takes that cut and fills those holes, he's great. It's good to go. Also, to think it's it's this glory thing doesn't come into their heads until. This glory versus money thing doesn't come into your heads till later, right? It doesn't come in until year three, year four, when you're on a good team, when you have the chance to be paid, right? If you're on the fucking Bengals, you're happy with your pay. You're like, ah, great. Somehow we lost all these games. I still made $6 million. That's fucking fantastic. My family's taken care of forever. If I could stop going to the strip club for a couple weeks a year, um... I'd love to win a game or two. That's what you're thinking. You're not like thinking, fuck, I really need to make an extra $2 million on top of this. $6 million's more than any of these guys ever thought they'd make, right? They're happy with it. Also, they're not putting their bodies on the line for an extra couple grand, right? You see people take hits for the possibility of making a catch or making a play that is going to shave years off of their life. And you're telling me that's for money? If it is, you're insane. Right? You make that hit. You make that catch in the midfield. You take that hit. You lose two years off your life for what? They might give you an extra hundred grand in a contract? Or you end up like Jermichael Finley, who's a fucking cripple and has to go play for the Dolphins, Dolphins for the year. But he can, can't run because he's carrying a cane around. Um. So they're doing it. For more, right? They're doing it because they're competitive. They're doing it for the Super Bowl. They're doing it for that everlasting glory. You want to make the Pro Bowl. You want to make the Super. You want to be a Super Bowl champion for the rest of your life, right? I don't think these old timers are sitting around at a table anywhere, saying, "Ah, man, you got another ten million than I do." Ah, fuck. I'm only I'm only worth 150 million. He's worth 160. That sucks. No, they're looking at the kit at Tom Brady. 
who, if you take away all his commercial money and stuff, and just look at what he got paid for his year to year, and, and there's, you know what they're talking about? They're talking about his Super Bowl rings. They're talking about how he's been to, what, 10 Super Bowls now? Nine? He's got six rings? That's what they're talking about, sitting around. They're not saying, oh, Aaron, you have an extra $10 million of me. I'm so jealous. I, I wish I had that instead of, you know, more rings than my one hand can handle. Um, it's just, it's just like a flight of fancy. And when they were kids, what were they growing up thinking? Oh, I'm going to be in the Super Bowl. I want to do that. I'm going to train hard. I'm going to work hard. Yeah. I'm sure the money was part of it, but I'm sure the glory of being an NFL player of being right. Going back to your high school and t- look, looking all your friends in the face and being like, Hey, you suck. Look at what I did with my life. I fucking, I'm a Super Bowl MVP. I'm, I played in six Super Bowls. I played in the NFL. Oh, what you you work at a gas station now? Oh, great, great for you, great for you, Greg, you piece of shit. Um, I don't know. It just it doesn't ring true to me, and I think it's everyone that talks about it looks at it backwards. Of like, oh, they only have these five six years to make this money. Not, yeah, for some of the players, yeah, yeah, for the linemen, not the not a good looking guy who's gonna be the. MVP again and gonna go to a couple few more Super Bowls, right? He'll be fine. He'll get more commercials. He's like, face of State Farm. That's how you have to think. You have to think long run, right? Now, first off, that's another thing. You, you win six Super Bowls, you get your choice of commercials. They get your agent has more options for demanding more money when you're in those commercials, right? Okay, you you want me because I'm I'm always in the Super Bowl. I'm around an extra three four weeks than these other players. Well, you're paying me more. Right? So that's what you have to think of. You want to think long run. You want to think like Frank Thomas. Right? Big fit. I'm a Chicago guy. I'm from Chicago. He's still doing liquor, Benny's Beverage Depot commercials. He's still doing boner pill commercials. I'm sure it's like testosterone workout pills, but come on. The commercial ends with him being like, the ladies like it too, and their nipples are hanging out. Yeah, they're boner pills. That's what they are. He's still making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars off that. So to think, hey, so first point, to think these guys are willing to lose years of their life for money instead of glory is tantamount to straight buffoonery. Second, you can make that money back and much more doing commercials. Now let's look at some other ways you can make that money back. Because the commercials, yeah, they come and go. But and let's also not forget, right? We're, it's 2020. He's a mixed race guy. We're looking for that in commercials now, right? We don't want all the white, pretty white guys anymore, right? So he's got legacy that's going to go on for a while and make him more money, especially if he does the smart thing and keeps going back to Super Bowls because he took a cut. And you have to remember, you have to beat Lamar Jackson more. So you get a couple, you save $5 million that goes into the defense to players that can bottle up Lamar, take him out, because at some point you're going to be the team that has to take him out. The Titans aren't going to do it for you. So you look at other teams. So you look at other ways to make back the money. Now going to the Super Bowls like we've talked about. Right? Every get they base pay for winning the Super Bowl $160,000. Now that's not going to make it all back, right? Say he, he takes a $5 million cut. All right, you're making back not much of that on that. But you're playing 3 games where it's over 100,000 on just base. 
Then you get extra for how far you run, how many passes you complete, how many touchdowns you have. So now you can get up to probably around a million. Then there's extra media stuff you're doing that you're getting paid for. There's extra commercialing and branding that you're getting paid extra for for going that long. You know, you have to sign these contracts with Disney where they pay you and say, if I'm the MVP, I'm going to Disney World. Everyone gets a little cut of that. So you're probably making an extra million, two million just by playing up to the Super Bowl. Which a team like this with a talent like that and a coach like Andy Reid can do. On top of that, on top of that, it keeps you healthy. The best ability is availability, right? So you put an extra million, two million, three million into your O-line. You got guys that know you're taking a cut for the team to be better. They're going to work extra hard for you, right? You're a better leader. You got better skills. You got these O-line guys that are beasts compared to the guys that are the tier below because you took too much money. And look at look at what's happening with Wilson. They, yeah, they're getting lucky with draft picks being good, but he's not going back to the Super Bowl anytime. I don't see it. I don't see that team because he took too much money. He could have done commercials. He could have been very happy. Rihanna makes enough money for him. What is he? What's the extra three million doing? Now speaking of Wilson, though, and on top of why he shouldn't have taken so much, his state doesn't have income tax. So, yeah, you're losing $5 million. If, if Russell Wilson t- would have only taken $30 million, that's $6 million a year he loses, um, over a million of that comes back because there's no state income tax. Just in that. So forgetting that he could have won a division or been the best team in the conference and then gone to the playoffs and made extra money. But if you choose a good spot, now Kansas City has 5% state income tax. I mean, it's better than L.A., it's better than New York. Still getting hit a little bit. Um, But I think teams, it's insane to me that Tampa and Miami don't have player quarterbacks taking less. Like, whoever's for Watson, fuck you, bro. You're making an extra two, three million on top of whatever you get because we don't have state income tax. Be happy with it. Why is, why is he arguing for $36 million? Take 30 Let the team eat. Stay, stay in the nice weather. Do some commercials, and then that's not taxed either. Dak Prescott, you're out of your mind. Dak Prescott should not be making $36-37 million with no state income tax. For a guy that couldn't even make the playoffs, oh, but he's playing better. It's You're looking at it backwards. You let him go. You pick up someone good who understands... <laughs> how good of a team he has around him, then you win. Dak Prescott, if he couldn't get to the playoffs with that team, if he couldn't beat the Eagles, who was all injured, I don't know what what you're asking. I don't know what you're seeing that makes you think he's such a good player. Yeah, he's got garbage time points and whatnot, but definitely not worth $36 million, which is, in actuality, about 40 compared to anyone else because of the no state income tax. Um, though, like I said, too, he's healthy for longer, right? Which means he could play long more years. He can play to more Super Bowl. He could play better in the playoffs, better chance getting in the playoffs, not getting injured, staying on the field, making him more valuable to commercial people. Um, but we talk about Drew Brees. Drew Brees right now might retire, right? This could be his last year. 
No more Drew Brees. Boo-hoo. If on his five-year contract, instead of $26 million, he took twenty. He plays this one extra year that makes this money back. And then all those years, they had $6 million more to spread around to the team and see what money they get. Right? How does that not make sense to people? How does it not make... That you give that $6 million away, you probably have another Super Bowl. You have an O-line keeping you healthier, so you can play another year without being embarrassing, without hurting yourself. So if Mahomes takes that pay cut, can play an extra two years, he's made back that money. Right? He's made back that, whatever, $25-$50 million he's going to miss. Miss out on by taking the pay cut. Easy. Without looking at commercials, without looking at tax breaks, without looking at extra money and going to the playoffs and Super Bowls. He's making that money back just by being healthy enough to play an extra year or two. If Eli Manning took a pay cut, plays one more year, he's made that money back. Hey, he might not start. He still made that money back. He's still getting $10 million extra. Um, so it's just straight buffoonery. And, and some of this is brought on, I listen to Pat McAfee a lot. Pat McAfee's on there. He's, you know, he's got this player mindset. And not just a player, he's a punter mindset. So it is, I have to make all this money to last me the rest of my life. To hopefully last my kids through their life so they don't have to work. But like I said at the beginning, quarterbacks are a different animal. Quarterbacks get more commercial money. Quarterbacks have more options around there. They're the face of their team, so they're marrying better right they're marrying rihanna or they're marrying superstars who make their own money um giselle that was the name of the i couldn't think of her name ryan Tannehill. i don't know what his wife does she's scorching hot i'll take a pay i'll take a pay cut to bang her um aaron Rodgers is dating uh that women nascar girl right she's worth a lot of money go daddy paid her for years um so another way to look at it is look, look at the money you're bringing in by the the people you're now involved with, the groups you're involved with, and possibly get them married. Um, but yeah, that's a little darker way to look at it. It's a little darker. It'd be like you're also marrying rich, you know that 500 pound line guy, probably marrying his high school sweetheart. Doesn't matter. He has a million dollars. He's still fucking 500 pounds, butt ugly. Um, but yeah, you ask, and how much do we hear you can't put a price on happiness, right? So like I was trying to get to with Pat McAfee, he was on the Colts when they lost the Super Bowl to the Saints. He always talks about Drew Brees' dumb baby and how that baby is part of why they lost the Super Bowl. Look at how much happiness you would have had winning that Super Bowl, right? That whole offseason is champagne and titties and fun and joy. Instead, it was sadness, kicking footballs, and butt-asshole fucking Indianapolis. You could have been in Vegas all the time. You could have been in Miami. You could have been partying anywhere. Instead, some fucking baby took your happiness, and now you're sitting on the streets crying cause you, for a whole offseason because you didn't get that Super Bowl ring that you thought was right in your hands. So I think... The glory and the happiness that the Super Bowl wins is much more valuable than the money. That being said, the money's there for the taking. You can find other ways to make the money. You can find other things to do. 
you could find players that'll keep you healthy, that'll make you better. Receivers, you could get the ball off too sooner, so you're not taking hits. Um, but continuing, there's other ways to make money. Look at our government, right? Obama entered the White House. He didn't have millions of dollars. He left with like $40 million. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume they're a little bit more corrupt. They work for the government. That's what they do. Uh, only government employee to enter the White House and currently have less than when he entered is Trump. Um, Bush made more. Both Bushes made more le- entering and leaving. Um, so on and so forth. But there's ways to make money. You know, write a book. Have someone else write it. Just sign your name on the bottom of it. Go do talks. There's money out there to be had. You don't have to make... You're already going to be making $160 million before commercial, before steak farm commercials and all the other fucking power bar commercials and the boner pill commercials I'm sure you'll do. Um, do start your own liquor like Big Hurt did. You can, right? Mahomes 40s. I'm in. I'm in for some Mahomes malt liquor. Um... So you can do all that. You can make yourself bigger, better. You can get the money other ways. You can go home with the glory and the money. You could be a repeat Super Bowl champ and have enough money and a scorching hot rich wife. That works, so you don't have to see her all the time too. What that's the American dream right there. Um So that's that's my big sports take for today. Um last thing on sports, stay the union was last night. Uh, XFL wasn't mentioned. That's a shame. I'm thinking two pro football leagues shows us the union is strong. But whatever. That's that's my take. Um, let's do a quick look at government stuff just because it's been a pretty big week. Um, we're going to start with the caucuses or the caucus in Iowa. I don't know how it works. I don't, I don't care. Um, it's a stupid, convoluted government thing, like all government things. Um, it showed us why you can't trust the government with power. They can't even inform each other what the votes are. And it's in Iowa. Not It's not like New York, California, Illinois, Texas, Florida. Tons of people. It's fucking Iowa. Um, not a ton of people. Uh, even less when you're caucusing. Um and yet they still don't have the full vote counts in. They tried to do an app. You know, these are the people that want to tell us what to drive, what to eat, how long to eat our home, um, where to be educated, what to be educated on. They want to, <laughs> they say they should be able to pay for all of it. They can't even get an app right, right? I know 13-year-old fucking bing-ho down the street can crack out an app in like 10 minutes that works perfectly. These guys had years to do this and they couldn't figure it out. So not a good look for democratic policies in general. Just, Oh, we can, we could control everything and fix everything. You can't even get an app, right? Uh, you look like a fucking idiot. Um, now that being said, it's been what three days. They still, they're only at 80%. Do phones not exist in Iowa? You could almost mail in the votes of the caucus and have that information already ready. I don't know what is possibly happening to slow it down so much. And like the longer it takes, the more that the conspiracy theorists seem right. Right. Okay. You can mail it in. You could have wrote if at the end of your caucus, you wrote down the results 
put it in the mail. The mail guy takes it the next day. Someone has a whole day to put it in the computer and it be in already. It's still going to be another like 12, 15 hours till it's all in. Um, it's going to be four days. That's insane. So, and you're supposed to admit, like, we're supposed to believe no one's tampering with it when it's taking that long for no reason. My high school could have tabulated the votes of the caucus in that time. Um, it just seems sketchy at worst, at best. Um, so yeah, don't, don't trust them to take control of everything. Like they're trying to, they can't even work an app, um, or phones after the app. They can't, that's the bigger problem is once a disaster hits, they have no idea what to fix. You could trust these guys with like Katrina style type disasters, huge problems. And they're always pushing global warming. If that's going to be such a huge disaster and you can't even get votes in with an app, how are you going to help fix the problems happening with that? Now, they're all made up. Bullshit problems, but still. Um, after that, we have the state of... Oh, Buttigieg. Buttigieg is the top. Uh, I think this is going to be very interesting. I think if Buttigieg is the nominee, this could change American politics forever. Uh Black people hate him. Black people don't vote for him because uh, he's gay. Or at least that's the prevailing theory. Um, whereas Trump's out there campaign, one of the only Republicans to campaign for black people and since Reagan. And even him, not hard. Uh, Trump's going out, doing stuff for the black community, trying to make things better. Um, so I'm not saying... I mean, I think black people should vote Trump, just like I think Jews should, right? He put the embassy in Israel. He's giving you guys a lot of power. He's trying to help you guys out. Whatever. That's neither here nor there. But help helping the com- black community out a lot. Um, and then on top of it, if there's a candidate that the Democrats put up that they don't like at all, uh, it could be interesting. Might maybe not swing all the black votes over to the Republican side, but at least break it. At least break the hold the Democrats have had over it. Make it fifty-fifty or whatever. Um, that would be nice. It'd be nice to get more than eight percent of the vote from that community. Interesting. It'll be an interesting time to see what happens if that's the way it goes. Uh, say the union was last night. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Uh pretty standard i would say uh i thought it interesting that the democrats wouldn't vote for the girl getting free school isn't that what they're all about free college free school making everything free we gave this girl a free scholarship no one gave a shit seemed a little counterproductive i don't really care about the the paper tearing yeah you look like a petty idiot i'm sure trump will twist it to be good for him um and i imagine she's upset right she got cornered into having to do this whole impeachment if I were her, the smart thing would have been to be so pro-Trump the whole time. Just stand up, clap all the time. Take the power back in your... Because you're not coming back. You're, she, she's not going to be the head, right? She's losing. Either someone more left-leaning and younger is going to take over uh, her Speaker of the House role. Or the Republicans are going to come back and take over the House. And she'll be out anyways. And then she's too old. She's not... She's got too many people against her. So that's her last State of the Union. What she should have done was throw a Hail Mary of, you know what? I'm going to say fuck you to my own, to the Democrats. I'm going to stand up and applaud. 
I'm going to laud Trump. I'm going to say, you know what? We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have tried this impeachment. I got backed into a corner politically and did it. Stupid. It was dumb. This is how bad some of the Democrats are. Go out with some fucking self-respect instead of doing these like weird childish things that aren't going to help you anyways. Um, probably in the long run will end up helping Trump. Uh, and then the impeachment today, Trump, not, not guilty. Uh, shocker. Um, the only real news from it is Romney. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote to convict, but he only did it on one. So he bitched out. <laughs> so he's, yeah. what was even the point just to be the first guy to not vote party lines and impeachment? Like, great. Good job, bro. So, but you middle-lined it. You didn't even do it twice. What's it cost you to do it twice? Why Why on Article 1 are you like, yep, impeach him. Article 2, no, I, just, I didn't have the faith in it. You're trying to play this weird game where you're showing off your value as a human and how you have such high morals. But it came off kind of flimsy at best. Came off kind of like an idiot. Um, because your morals should direct you to either want to keep him in office or not so if he if you're 100 percent sure he's guilty of the one shouldn't you still vote he's guilty of the other because it's technically the ends you're after i don't know seemed insane to me um but yeah i think that's it that's government talk that's sports hope you guys have a good week thanks for listening